This week in the world of news from books, beards, and brews. All right. As always, I'm Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. And this week you get classic lineup uh, books, beards, brews. Also known as... The lesser form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a like a classic NES game. Sure, it's cool and all. There's a nostalgia factor, but do you really want to play that as opposed to like Fallout Four? In certain instances, yes. And we're hoping today is one of those instances. Yeah, very very minor instance. Uh, creative consultant Tanya's got some personal stuff going on. Send her some good vibes. Uh, she'd appreciate it. But she can't be here today, so you're stuck. You're stuck with the boys. <laughs> Woo! So, um... You know what we should do? Is, uh, pour one out for the boys? Have a cold one with the boys? Yeah, let's let's do this old school, Bob. I don't know if you remember this. It's been a long time, but when we used to do this show... Yeah, we did a lot more drinking. We used to get drunk while we did yeah, it. Yeah, so that's... So... So what are, we, what are we sipping on here, Derek? We are sipping on, uh, Detling Alabama Bourbon. Right, so if you're a patron, you can watch a video of us trying this, like a more in-depth review. But uh, in short, it's... Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's uh, supposed to be bourbon, but it tastes more like rye. But it's good, especially with water. Maybe maybe it's just me, because I haven't had much recently. I haven't been drinking, so like uh, maybe... I don't know. It's pretty... It's pretty rye. <laughs> well, and let's be fair, it is... We are drinking at room temperatures. True. And you're used to drinking your whiskey. Well, I've, no, cold, I've, pretty right? much, I've pretty much got to where I just oh, drink it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, now I do put like I normally well, put like heaven. <laughs> yeah, no heaven. Heaven lives Ice in the freezer. Cold. Yeah, I, I keep my heaven in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, it might get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else, I keep room temperature. But I do typically put like two cubes of ice in there, so yeah. it's, it's a little cooler. But no, it, it's good. It's warming, which I like we need it. on this. I, I, on this cold summer day. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I just kind of thought that it was new. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. By the look of, I, I was, to be frank, I wasn't expecting much. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, no. Uh, it's not as good to me as Clyde Mays. Clyde Mays mm. is still my favorite Alabama whiskey, but yeah. this has the benefit of actually being made in, in Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> so it's made in Atmore. Also, it's really cool because I didn't realize that the Alabama ABC store would put those little, they had the, a little sign that showed the state of Alabama on it with the price to denote that it was made in Alabama, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So I'm going to keep support, an eye out for yeah, yeah, support anything local. that's, yeah. So, all right. So, so, so things get loopy, by the way, because yeah. I keep opening this bottle yeah all right so um we're, we're going to change things up very slightly um we've basically decided now all business kind of deal we're going to do on the news episode so like anytime we announce like a new super fan or we have like emails to read out mm-hmm. all that's going to be done on the news episode going forth and the, the the wednesday episode will be kept pure with just the topic so, um, only business we have this week, I just want to remind everybody about what books we're reading coming up. Mm-hmm. This month, at the end of this month, you have until the last Friday of this month to read Jade City before oh, our, so good. Our, our discussion on Jade City drops. I mean, maybe it's good, <laughs> you tell us. As much as we've talked about yeah. how much we love it, they know. Yeah. Um, My brother's reading it right now, I bought oh, a good. copy. Good, 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 yeah. good. Um, the book we're going to be reading after that, it's on KU. If you don't have KU, consider it. It's great. Um, but uh, that's Kindle Unlimited 
for those who don't know the, the hip flying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're going to be reading uh, The Narrows by Travis M. Riddle. Riddle. And uh, the book after that, um, for those who don't know, if you're a patron on our Patreon, over $5, you get to pick a book for us to read. And so uh, Ryan, as our he was our first guy to go over five, like five or more. Brand, uh, brand ambassador, ambassador Ryan. Yeah. He picked for us to read Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. So I've already purchased this book. Yeah. I know nothing about it. Didn't even read it's what it's It's a Western. About. Really? Yeah. It's Cormac. So I don't, I don't know how much you know about Cormac McCarthy. Well, I've read... Uh, the Road. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It's going to be nothing like that. Okay. Because um, The Road is... Like, he also wrote, like, you know... I think it were like All the Pretty Horses. Really? He, yeah. But he also wrote No Country for Old Men. I've not seen that. He, I know they made it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And so he wrote, he's written a lot of like kind of, you call it like modern day westerny kind of stuff. That's, I'm um, like, that. so like All the Pretty Horses and No Country for Old Men and stuff like that. His early stuff, I looked into, I haven't read any of it. His early stuff is all like kind of surreal, weird shit. Um, but uh, Blood Meridian is a western western. Like, it's, like, back in the 1800s Western. I've never um, read a Western. Uh, I've read a ton, but they're all Louis L'Amour, and this is not going to be anything like that. This is, uh, it's going to be a rough ride. Cormac McCarthy is very polarizing. Um, the Road is kind of his most traditional writing, I think. Um, apparently, he, he's one of those guys that he knows what he's doing, so he does what he wants to with grammar. Yeah. And uh, so it it can... It it'll you'll either love it or hate it, but there's apparently like just a faint hint of the supernatural, maybe to it. Like it's like, is this guy the devil? Is he not? Maybe you don't know. But I think the I'm like, super into this. Yeah, okay. no, I think like rough premise is something like guy joins. Maybe he joins like an outlaw band. Maybe kind of deal. I can't remember. I read like a, a the back of the book like mm-hmm. some time ago, and uh, but yeah, it's people rave about this book, okay. and then other people. Just don't like Cormac McCarthy. So, okay. So I'm I'm hyped for that. I, when he was like, oh, I want to. I'm thinking Cormac McCarthy. Like I was thinking like maybe The Road, because I think that would fit a little better with what it'll do. Or Blood Meridian is like do Blood Meridian because I've read The Road and I really want to read Blood Meridian. And I this read is, The Road too. This is my excuse to actually spend the money to buy Blood Meridian. There you go. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I've got a lot of books that I really want to read coming down. Yeah. So you've got some time. Uh, to to get those read, but just wanted to make sure everyone knew what what they were reading coming up. If you want to partake in that, which so, we highly suggest, especially yeah. for those that don't read too often, one book every two months. It's not a big ask, yeah. and I think it's it's good for you to read, yeah. and also then you'll be able to have a conversation and, with us about it. And these which, are this is a wide variety of books. Jade yeah. City is uh, modern fantasy. The Narrows is horror. And uh, Blood Meridian is Western, <laughs> so I'm into it. You're, I mean, you'll broaden your horizons. So, yeah. All right. So here's my first headline: mm-hmm. A noble cause. Right? A Nobel? No, cause? noble. Because um, the UK's largest book chain, Waterstones, bought Barnes and Nobles. What? Yeah. Which is the biggest chain in the U.S. Which what? Why do we not have one then? We used to. I know we used to, and I used um, to use it, but now I only I have think, books. I think I think it was because the part of it was too close to the south side of town, and you know, basically all businesses on the south side yeah, of town kind of crapped out, have crapped bounced. out, and uh, they they were right there where the Southern Boulevard meets the Eastern, mm-hmm. and I it just wasn't a good part of town. Okay, 
And so, um, but also, so that surprised me. I, I would have bet money that Books a Million was the bigger chain. I really would have. I guess that's just one of those buys because that's the one we always see and the yeah. one we always use. But so apparently, apparently Barnes and Nobles is the biggest. Um, it's actually a lot bigger than Waterstones. Like a lot bigger. Then how much bigger? How? Um, it has twice as many stores with seven times the revenue. So explain this to me, Bob. I will. But so Barnes and Noble has 627 stores, which fuck me, how? Um, with a presence in all 50 states, and they recorded sales of $3.7 billion Ooh. in 2018. Waterstones has 293 bookstores, including like some smaller chains like Foils and Hatchards, which I don't fucking know, British stuff. And their yeah. revenue was 402 million pounds last year. So, I don't know, 600 million dollars maybe more something something like that um and it operates shops not only in like great britain but also ireland and netherlands and belgium mm-hmm. um but it's basically it's so it's not waterstones it's the hedge fund that owns oh, waterstones is also bought barnes noble um and they they're putting james daunt who's the head of waterstones He's going to. They're moving him to New York, and he's going to be the chief executive of both chains. Now they're going to keep them separate brands, and they're going to operate separately, but it's all one company. That's curious. Uh yes, <laughs> yes it is. Um, I'll tell you my biggest problem with Barnes Noble is their website blows. It sucks so fucking hard. That said, I'll say this: they. Do get they have really good writers for they do a lot of really cool articles on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever paid any uh, attention. Yeah. They do some really good articles like lists of like oh here's like books in this weird niche you should check out and like stuff like that. Like they do some really good work in that regard. But the website feels like it came out of the early two thousands and was never updated. And uh, they're or finished. Yeah, and their prices are super fucky. Um, I remember I got a $25 gift card to Barnes and Nobles, uh, for Christmas one year. And I, so we don't have one, one around here. So I went online and, uh, I was able to purchase two used books. Basically is what I got two of the three Malazan books I was missing mm-hmm. is I use that. Wow, this is a that's a legacy right there. Yeah. What a, so what yeah. a useful card that it turned out to be. Yeah. So it was like, and the, their site—it's just shitty. It's just a city, shitty, shitty site. So hopefully they will fix that, tighten that shit up. Yeah, God. All right, this headline is called "Going Deep." All right, so I found found this neat, fun little article, which I I have it scheduled. It's going to post sometime on Sunday on our Facebook page. So if this really interests you, you can go to our Facebook page and click this article, but it's by Heather Dockray. And, uh, so, you know, on Instagram, there's bookstagram. It's like the book community on Instagram where people just take pictures in front of books. Yeah. More or less. That's the, that's of their bookshelf. That's the surface level bookstagram. Apparently Mm -hmm. there's a deeper, stranger and far murkier part of book Instagram. And so she went through and found some of them. And so she's like, here, here you'll find some of the platform's more eccentric thematic offerings. 
a satirical dating profile account for a Southern Gothic writer. It's literally, I looked at it, it's a woman who got a Flannery O'Connor mask and goes around taking pictures as though she's Flannery O'Connor, like, for a dating profile. <laughs> it's it's hilarious and great. Um, but then there's, like, a page dedicated to bizarro horror fiction, uh, one that celebrates the weirdest 70s and 80s and 90s young adult fiction. Um, it's it's weird, like, it'll be one of just nothing but, like, really, like, those kid book covers that they, like, change the titles on them to make it match what the image looks like, but it'd be really fucked up. Yeah. So there's a there's a whole... She she found, like, ten of the weirdest uh, parts of Bookstagram. Bookstagram and just kind of talked about them. Yeah, and th- there's links in the article to each of them. So uh, if, you, if you're feeling bold... Uh, go check that out. It'll. Well, I mean, I, that, n- none of that sounds overly uh, not safe for work or life or anything. Uh, yeah, so there's there's, not, there's, there's not, no pictures on there. That, like, if your boss walked by, you'd be like, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" But if he were to read some of these book titles, he might be like, "What the fuck are you looking what at? Are you, what? What? What even <laughs> is this?" Um, Remind me to tell you a story about my boss later. <laughs> all right. So this next headline. Is differing degrees of booze. Okay. So Gallup did a poll Mm -hmm. to see how much people spend on booze. This much. And and then like parsed it all out by degree of degree. Like how many degrees you have Uh and whatnot. Okay. So here's the the full rundown. I'm just going to just run through it. Right. People with a graduate degree spend an average of nearly $1,000 a year on booze, compared to only about $100 for those with less than a high school degree. There's a even a big gulf between high school grads, which spend $276 a year, and college grads, which spend $760 a year. Now, these are averages, and are, they're being pulled down by those households you just don't drink. Yeah. So, but like... So it's weighted down. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Um, it's like, does that include beer? Well, it does. Okay. It does include beer. Um, so those who are less well-educated and less affluent are more likely to abstain completely from alcohol, which kind of surprised me. Um, because I, you know, like being being part of the less affluent, <laughs> I spend a lot of money. Yeah, on but booze. you have a no. That's, that's, <laughs> but I do. But I do have. I have. Degrees, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like. So, uh, 78% of adults with a household income of 75 grand a year or more say that they at least sometimes drink, with just 45% of households making less than 30,000. Hmm. 80% of college grads drink, while only about half of those with a high school degree do. Higher income, well-educated people are also more likely to have a drink within the last 24 hours. Fully 45% of those who make 75 grand or more had consumed a drink in the past 24 hours, whereas only 45% of college grads had. That's compared with just 18% of those who had earned less than 30,000 and 28% of people with a high school degree or less. So, so, I think the moral there is, the more you know, the more unhappy you are, and the more you have to drink away the existential crisis of life. Or... Or you uh, 
have more knowledge and you know how great beer is. I think it's more like you're more you're better educated. You understand that you only get one. Yeah. So well, also within they, reason, let's enjoy. They, they it. talked more in this article, and like part of part of the cost disparity is shocker. People with more money will buy will buy better buy, liquor. Will buy higher quality liquor. So yeah. it's like you know, like the guy making a hundred grand, he's buying you know top shelf whiskey, whereas the guy making forty, he's buying beer. Oh crow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So like they were. That was. I just thought that was kind of neat. Just how how much of a disparity there was there. And just like, just in general, just kind of some surprising findings there. I imagine some of that's to do with like people that don't have high school education, not drinking that much. It's because they probably were working multiple jobs and they don't yeah. really have time. Yeah, to... no, <laughs> they got, they got time to smoke a bowl. Well, they might have zombies, time to do that. Zombies coming up to the hell right now. <laughs> hey, I got time to smoke a bowl. <laughs> For any of you who remember remember that video from school, the man. internets. Yep. Um, got some beard watch news. Does it involve me wearing beard oil for the first time? How's that working out for you? I don't know. Yeah? Now, is it a beard wash or a beard oil? Beard oil. Beard oil. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what a beard wash is. I a barely know what a beard is oil basically is. beard shampoo. I use, um, I don't use beard oil. You use I beard use a beard shampoo. I, it's a beard wash. Yeah. It's because like shampoo is designed to strip oils. Yeah, your beard needs oils. Yeah, that's what. So beard washes are designed to not strip all the oils. So it's different. That's okay. So I use a badass beard wash. So I used this that. I've washed my beard. Yeah. And it then takes the, away and then to put the oil, oil on it in. and it puts the oil back in. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I think I need to I need I to I think it's going to take some time. I I feel like. Yeah, to, and I also just kind of need to trim my beard cuz like I just got a beard trim this week. Yeah. Um Seville. Go yeah. to Seville. Well, my thing is I just want to take some off the sides. I don't really want to do no, that's what with I did. This, I just like, I got her to take the sides down and square yeah. she squared off the bottom just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Basically just took all the the wild hairs and got rid of them. Yeah. And uh, it was great Mallory. Uh really any any of the girls there at Seville could do it. Jessica is kind of like the beard specialist. Mm-hmm. Um but Mallory did a great job and Jen also does great great beard work. She's all three of them have handled my beard at some point. I've been very happy with it. Mhm. Um, so yeah, if you're in Montgomery, Seville, basement cuts, but it's, you know, it's primarily a women's salon, but they do. Except for when you show up. Well, 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 yeah, but no, they do. I mean, they they have a lot, they have a lot of guys there. I mean, they do a lot of like, uh, our buddy Chris, he, say, he gets his hair there, and it, his haircut looks fucking fantastic. Fantastic recently. He's yeah. Good. He's um, been on I was going to say, um. Honestly, I would have. I, you guys always mention it. I've only ever heard the dudes around me mention it, so I was just like, "Oh, it's a it's a dude hair place." Okay. Yeah. Well, I really for like people in my circle, that's the only place dudes go that I yeah. know of. Um, but like, I don't. I don't know. I think it's just like more dudes are just more like, "Oh man, I went to this." Like, Thinking in the past, like I just got a normal haircut from a normal place. It's yeah. not really worth bragging would, about. Yeah, it's not. Me- but this is like, oh, I got this cool haircut from Seville. You know, go to Seville because I got this cool haircut. Or like, oh man, they did my beard right. You know. Yeah. Oh, Whereas makes sense. women, like they, one thing they're really known for is like the like the rainbow hair dye jobs. Yeah, I, and stuff I, have, like that. I have them liked on yeah. Facebook or they something. Do some incredible stuff like that. So, but at the end of the day, like it's it's. I feel like women are less perhaps inclined to go bragging about their 
hair salon, mm-hmm. like us guys, the novelty of it. We're like, hey, we did a thing to make us not look like garbage. How about that? Yeah. Whereas women kind of have a, always do always that. do that, you know, like <laughs> so. Yeah, there's, it, it, because there's that. you know what? It's because guys look at it and go. You don't look like trash. <laughs> How come you don't look like trash yeah. today, sir? Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, which I, I had a funny. You should say, I had a conversation with a guy yesterday, and uh, we were talking about uh, a, a mutual female friend of ours, and uh, she recently got a new boyfriend, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, the the verdict's still on the boyfriend." I was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like, there's nothing. Like, I've talked with him a little bit. Like, I'm just very neutral on him, but like he's." He's a guy who spends a very clearly spends a lot of time caring about his appearance, like <laughs> a lot of time. And I was like, I don't know how to handle. I don't know. It, I, don't I was like, that. I just don't know how I feel about that because, like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know a lot of guys that spend a lot of time caring about their appearance. You know, so it's just kind of a, a weird. It's just one of those things. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about him. Like nothing against him. Just, yeah, no. I've, I don't have experience with a person like this. Yeah, like this is this is uh, new for me. So <laughs> um, he's probably a great dude. Um, I should probably just hit him up for like you know life, life yeah <laughs> grooming tips. But <laughs> but no. So anyway, so the beard watch. Yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor shaved most. Like, so the headline said he shaved his beard. He did not shave his beard. He trimmed his beard down to slightly above stubble. Okay. So he got rid of most. He got rid of 80% of his beard, but he still has a beard. Hmm. So headline was very clickbaity. Um, but, oh, he looks no. He looks so totally different. And I was like, um, he still has a beard. Like, yes, it's not his kind of distinctive, slightly longer beard, but um, calm down. He still has a beard. Also... Harrison Ford grew a beard. And can I just say, damn. I've never seen... I Have I ever seen Harrison Ford with a beard? I could not recall, because I'm thinking, you know, Indiana Jones, Han Solo. They never had beards. Um, Do you have one in The Fugitive? I don't think so. I think he's pretty much always been clean-shaven. Uh, like, maybe stub- he's been, like, stubbly and stuff. Yeah. But no, this is a full-blown beard. I mean, he's older now, so it's white, yeah. you know, but it's, it's a good-looking beard. Hmm. Um, so damn, um, so get this. So last week, I think I announced that they had the, uh, the world beard championships. It was recently. Yeah. yeah and, uh, it was in, uh, Antwerp, I think Belgium. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Antwerp, Belgium. All right. So I didn't go into detail cause the articles I read didn't really go into much detail, like on all the categories, who won, yada, yada, yada. Well, so this headline is she can hack it. Christine Hackman faced a significant barrier in her bid to win an international beard and mustache competition because she doesn't grow any facial hair. <laughs> but she's from Vancouver, and she's a wig maker. Like, that's what she does for a living. And so she built a beard out of yak hair and took home the top prize in the... Freestyle? No. They have a, they have a category called Ladies Realistic Beard. That so is it's, the it, most epic thing. So, we need to get a beard for creative consultant Tanya and enter. Because <laughs> I don't think me. And you, I mean, we have good beards, but I don't okay. see oh, us. God, no. We're not. We're not that level competitors no. on beards. But we could wig her up in something. I feel like and get her in this contest. Like, I yeah. Feel like we need to look up the rules 
Figure out what, what's I mean, let's going be, on. Let's, okay, well, look. Here's here's my point, and that's a, a lofty goal, you know. But let's let's keep it more localized for the moment. Yeah. How about we just get her a beard? Well, you know, we got her that nice tentacle clip-on mustache. Yeah, and she, she hasn't really, weird. I know. Yeah, I know. Shameful. But I feel like if we got her a, a real honest-to-goodness chin wig, yeah, we could probably we could probably get this done. Yeah. Um, I did see the winner of like the men's like natural category. He was from New Jersey. It was it was an impressive beard. If if we get her a chin wig, she can be in the videos now. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think we should probably you know she can't be in the video. She shouldn't have a beard. Yeah, and, no, I think know, that's obvious. It would, yeah. it would clash too much. Yeah, you know? no, yeah. I mean, so, we are books beards, beards. Booze. Booze. Yeah, yeah, so obviously, I feel like maybe maybe we'll get her one so that she'll be yeah, allowed so fit to fit in. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with that. Mm. Um, so in this article, like I was looking at the pictures, and she was in this picture with a bunch of guys in like motorcycle vests, and but like they were pretty clearly not motorcycle vests, but it had that look. And I was like, and for those who don't know, I'm part of a social club that we wear vests like that, like motorcycle style vests, Cuts. and but our we're, we support bands, so all our patches are like band patches, and we have band buttons and stuff like that. Well. I was like, what's going on here? So they have Vancouver has a like beard club that they go around where they have like vests like that. They have a one piece patch that's, on the back with it. So that's pretty great. Yeah, no, it was all. I was like looking at the picture. I was like, because it was a, her with like three guys in vests. I was like, what's going on that's here? That's a club I, I get behind. I did. I did a deep dive on it, and I was like, yeah, it's it's a jacket club with that's that's beard beard related. So Bob, why don't we have a Beard Club. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should start one. We should start the Montgomery Beard Club. Oh, man. Just get together like once a week or once a month. Like, at, hey, you got a beard? You still got a beard? Good yeah, job, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's really all it is. Yeah. You know, and, so. and helping, helping. But Those unfortunate. I think this Beard Club helped send her to Antwerp was like part of the deal, you know? So like, yeah, we can start a Beard Club, start like do get, some charity work. We, we already know? planned to with getting Tanya Chinwig. Right, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do it. We do have it, to look into this. Do a charity event, host mm-hmm. a beard competition. Like, I feel like they're like, because the world championships, like, I feel like there's, there's a circuit here and we could get in on this, <laughs> you know? Like we get in on the... If nothing else, they probably have like a celebration during that so we can just go hang out at that oh yeah well you know it was in it was in europe this year but it's been in it's every two years i think but three times it's been in the u.s so maybe next time I, it'll be in the u.s i just imagine if you do something like that how does that not turn into like Oktoberfest? like it should be like a big celebration and the competition yeah yeah if, if it's not then they're missing well out. i guess they they did it in may god they do it in the wrong time of year too like they did it in june well, maybe they do it because nothing else is happening around that time. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I would assume. Uh, but God, that's the hottest time of the year to have a beard. Then we'll do it up north. Yeah. Fair. Or they should do it up north. And yeah. And travel up there and have an excuse. Although I think one of the times up. was in like Austin, Texas, which is definitely well, not. Well, but, uh, but yeah, no. Like I th- I think that should be like maybe a long-term goal is we, we plan to be at the... Ne- if next time that it's in America, we try and go to the, the international beard competition. There you go. All right. Well, that's all I had for news this week. Um, next week, we should have creative consultant Tanya back. Thank God. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we we miss her and need her. Because uh, it's super awkward that I'm sitting in 
her spot right now. Yeah. But, yeah, but he, if I didn't do this, we wouldn't be able to even look at each other right. while we're talking. Yeah. It's super weird. It, yeah. Guys, this is really throwing us off. We yeah, need, we need all, back our so consultant. So if this, if this episode was shitty, it was entirely our fault because we didn't record early in the week when Tanya could have. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, in the coming week... Um, oh, shit. I haven't picked out what random object in the hold room. Hold on. Hold on. You could just be like, in the coming week... May the blessing of the beard be upon you. It's amazing how that works. That doesn't seem like me, though. It really doesn't. But good vibes can be yeah, sent Yeah, in the out. coming weeks, send good vibes to creative consultant Tanya, and may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.